Welcome to another episode of Morning Coffee with your host, Rick Alexander. I started this show to talk about all of the interesting, complex, paradoxical, and sometimes uncomfortable aspects of the human experience. If you get anything from this show, the greatest compliment you could give me is to share this show with somebody that you think the message may resonate with or to head to iTunes and give us a five-star review. Additionally, if you want to interact with me, you can follow me at rickalexander underscore on Instagram. Without further ado, on to the show. Komazar said, and then there is the most dangerous risk of all, the risk of spending your life not doing what you want on the bet that you can buy yourself the freedom to do it later. Welcome back to another episode of Morning Coffee with your host, Rick Alexander. Today's episode is, uh, actually, I have a couple of stories to tell. Uh, the first one I wanted to address a couple of things that have come up in the last few episodes. So, for people that listen to these consecutively. The first thing I wanted to say is uh, I put a stat out on an episode a couple episodes ago where I said that 2.8 million people die every day in America. That's a wildly inaccurate stat, and I apologize for that. Um, It's actually quite hard to find out the actual number. seems like 7,000, 10,000. I think I was reading something yearly. In any case, I misspoke on that. It's still a lot though, right? And 30% of those are still accidental. So I think that the underlying theme there still resonates and still goes forward. Also wanted to say that every episode, it seems that I bring in something to do with what today we would call religion, right? I'll be like, oh, that's why Jesus said this, or the Buddha did it this way. And I want to tell you, one of the things that happened in my own growth journey, actually, there were two, two pivotal points that I thought we could talk about today that might just give you a little bit of insight in your own growth journey. So the first one is, uh, this happened about, I want to say like three years ago or so. I flipped, I had a Bible, I hadn't read it for years, and I flipped it open and I was reading just the red letters. So oftentimes the NIV translation at least will put the letters of Jesus in red. So I was like, I'll read those and see what he had to say. And it was my first time reading it sort of divorced from an upbringing that was pretty strongly, heavily influenced by it, but not with a high level of consciousness, that's for sure. And so I was reading it. And at the time, of course, I'm in the personal development space of podcasting and writing. And I realized in reading it that there was no, nobody was saying anything new that hadn't been said in this book. And then as I started extrapolating that out further and started looking at all of these wisdom traditions, I started realizing that what these traditions are doing is they are making truth claims about the underlying patterns or the underlying animating forces that govern reality. And that became really attractive to me. And so a huge chunk of my work is going back into these wisdom traditions and really trying to understand them in the most conscious way possible because a lot of people read these traditions specifically the bible in this country although i think 
it's important to understand that this is done in every religion all around the world, right? But we read them in really wounded ways, and we end up projecting a lot of ourselves onto the text. And when that happens, we actually miss the wisdom part, the holding together of tension and the holding together of opposites that it calls us to, right? And so I think it's important just to understand that if you don't have a religious background, or even if you do, it doesn't matter, but uh, in the context of this podcast, I'm really, really interested in discerning underlying truth. And so when I'm breaking down concepts, oftentimes they're going to entail uh, something to do with, with one of the wisdom traditions. So that was a really pivotal moment in my life because that is the thing that ended up pushing me into getting really interested in myth and story structure and the way that wisdom is passed on and so much of my work today especially with the modern man's call and this kind of work is actually looking backward in asking what the retrievable truths are that we can apply to our lives today so that's one element that i wanted to address and then if we go back in time a little bit further this is perhaps i think a couple of years prior to this I was in the last year or so of my career in the military and really trying to figure out what it is that I wanted to do. And most of us, when we're trying to decide how we want to move through the world, uh, unfortunately, we have a lot of conditioning to work through, right? And it's very likely that you could end up, I mean, if you really never ask yourself the tough questions and you never face the deep why and why you're doing what you're doing, it's possible that you, you end up going down these careers, even you know, going to school for seven, eight, nine years, and realizing that you were fulfilling the wishes of somebody that's not you, a, a parental figure or society at large or some mentor or something like that. And so what I was stuck in at that moment was trying to figure out how I could please people that cared about my direction and well-being, and at the same time, please my own soul, my own internal constitution. I wanted to be inspired by my work, and I kept finding, as most people do, that those two things have a really difficult time coexisting at first. Like, if you abandon self to go do what other people want you to do, you're not going to get those feelings of fulfillment except for in fleeting moments, right? Sometimes certain values of yours will be met and it will feel fulfilling um, and it'll be kind of short-lived. And that's what I was finding. So anyway, go back to this moment where I'm like a year out from getting out of the military. And I was thinking about going to Duke for their MBA program. And so I had an interview and went to a mixer. And so I was at this mixer and talking to other people that had gone there. And of course, North Carolina, very close to Virginia Beach. So the military industrial complex is very uh, intertwined with that program. And I was talking to people and they were talking about how much money they made. And they were all making like 250000 plus a year. And they were talking about their watches and they were talking about the the sales to the military. That's what, it seemed to be what a lot of them did. And of course, I could talk that language because I was in the military for a long time. So I I understood it. Like if that would be the road that I wanted to go down, it seemed as though it was pretty wide open and that was something I could do. I could pretend that I was someone else or pretend that I cared enough to talk about the right things, to please the right people, to be successful in that uh, sphere or arena of life. And I remember as I'm talking to these people, it's just, it's hitting me, you know, that internal kind of 
ping is coming from the heart that's like, you don't care about any of this. You don't even want to be here. Like, this isn't something that you're interested in on in any level of depth. So I'm having a conversation externally. This conversation is emerging for me internally, right? And this is hell, right? When the head and the heart can't decide which direction to go and they're kind of at odds, that's when we're in hell, right? When our mind and our body are in different places. And so I was starting to feel that tension. And at the same time, I was like looking across the tables, like four tables down from this little mixer. And there were a group of what I would consider to be like hippies, but they were having this conversation about the sort of state of the world and ecology. And just, I couldn't really make out what they were saying, but I just remember being really interested in it and just it hitting me of like, man, all of the money in the world just isn't, I just don't know if it's worth my soul in this way, putting myself in this position. And now I look back and I'm like, well, of course it wasn't. But when we're operating off these preconceived ideas about who we're supposed to be, the obvious truth about our path isn't so obvious, right? And so a lot of the work that I do with clients and stuff is actually helping them become aware of what's actually obvious, what's emerging from within them, their personal myth, you might say. And so after about an hour of this, I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to get out of here. And I was kind of feeling down about the situation. And I went and I met up with a friend and he told me a story that changed the direction of my life profoundly. And you never know when these moments are going to be like, you don't really know that you're in one when it's happening. And then you look back and you're like, oh, wow, that was, that was big. So at the time I'm weighing this program, I was weighing some other job opportunities and I was talking to my friend about it and I'm like, man, I just feel so unfulfilled in that environment. And he said, you know, and he uh, was a podcaster and an author and he said, you know, like for a while when I got out of college, I was working in this corporate gig and I kind of became the boss's sort of like right hand man because they were grooming me. He was grooming me to do what he did you know, a decade down the road or whatever. And one day at the uh, end of the day, he brought him into his office and he gave him his paycheck. And he was like, well, that's weird. He handed him his paycheck. That's not how that works. And he handed it to him and he was like, here's your paycheck. And I also just want you to know, I think this should be your last one. And he was like, are you firing me right now? And he was like, no, absolutely not. If you want to keep coming to work, you know, you you're looking at my life, you could have this in 10 years. This this will most likely be your exact office. And he said, but I want you to look out at everybody working right now. You know, everybody out here is making a ton of money, but none of them can stop. So understand that they might have a nest egg out there, but none of them can just stop working, you know, cold turkey and go do something else, right? And so they're paycheck to paycheck in the same way that most other people are. Like they're dependent on that paycheck, right? And he said, you know, you're always coming in here with ideas that are beyond the scope of what we can implement here. You're always thinking in like new and dynamic ways. He's like, I think that you should consider going out on your own and doing your own thing. He's like, because, you know, you're not going to die. Like you're not going to starve you know, worst case, you're paycheck to paycheck, money to money, just like those people out there, except you're doing something that's really fulfilling to you. And I feel as though this isn't that for you, even though you're good at it. And when he told me that story, it made me realize the way in which we tend to take good opportunities, opportunities that are too good to pass up, quote unquote, 
in the way that that affects us in the long term. Because the truth is there are a ton of opportunities of things that you would be good at, but that doesn't mean that they're good for you, right? Just because you can do something, that might be one of the worst reasons to actually stay in something that you don't like. And so as I thought about my own desire to be an author and to be a podcaster, I thought, man, that's exactly right. You know, worst case, it's like paycheck to paycheck and you go through some really hard times, which I have. And at the same time, then perhaps you write, you write a bestseller and then you escape orbit or, or you just figure it out. You figure out how to systematize it. You figure out how to build it into something sustainable for you. And that's kind of like in the place that I'm in now. And so just realizing that all of our preconceived ideas about who we should be and what we should be doing, they're not necessarily the best option for us, right? Just because you're good at something, just because you know it would make people proud, that might not be enough to satisfy your soul. And since this life is so fleeting and so short, I think that we have a certain obligation to go to the place that that we're being called to. Anyway, I love you guys. I hope you have an amazing day. We'll talk later on Morning Coffee.